0: What's for lunch? TWBLC double B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today?
1: Sausage.
0: Round back, round back.
1: Welcome back, D- folks. T double bag season three, episode ten, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, here with my co-host Drew Luster, up in Gloucester, Mass. I will be traveling tomorrow. Back for the holidays. Happy holidays to all and a happy new year. If we don't hear from you, you don't hear from us. But hopefully we'll get one in-person in person and before New Year's. Uh, that's all I got for the intro, Drew. What is the, you know, days of the week here coming up? We'll sneak a couple in before the big ones, the 24th and 25th.
0: We will. And I'm actually shocked that you haven't sort of uh, piggybacked me on this one because I know you're a huge fan of this show seinfeld uh, december 23rd tomorrow festivus is Festivus, yeah. uh, brought to you by the tv show seinfeld uh, the holiday that was invented in response to the commercialism of the holiday christmas slogan being a festivus for the rest of us that is tomorrow december 23rd right before as you mentioned to know christmas... on on festivus
1: for the rest of us uh you know, that that kind of goes into our Hate of the Week segment is where we derived it from the errants of grievances uh, when they bring out the Festivus poll. And yeah, that's, that's, uh, a,
0: that's a that's a relatively good. I like that segue. I do.
1: So you want to go right into our errands of Grievances Hate of the Weeks? We might as well. All Would right, you like I didn't,
0: you to start us off, or yeah,
1: fire away. I didn't know if you had another little day for tomorrow. That's fine. We'll keep That's it at the Festivus. Big one.
0: We'll keep it. We'll keep it short and sweet. I know we have a ton of bigger days coming up here in the next two week stretch, so we'll keep it simple. My hate of the week this week is a little bit specific. I deal with it um, at le- multiple times a week, and I'll explain why. It's when you're carrying something with like both arms out, with your like hands kind of. Outside of whatever the object is. Okay. And you scrape like the outside of your hands and knuckles in between like the door frame, like when you oh. think you can make it. Has that yeah. ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. And you just get shivers down your spine and immediately just rip the skin off your knuckles and start bleeding. Yep. It happens to me.
1: You usually got to grind through it too. You got to hold the couch up or whatever you're trying yeah, to jam whatever through it is. the door. Yeah, if
0: you're moving furniture, you can't just drop it. You just got to say, oh, you just got to accept it. Um, but i i don't know why i have that like you know irrational ptsd type of fear cuz i have my like office chair in the bedroom and i bring it in the living room every time i want to play video games and i carry it through a door frame and every single time i get this irrational fear of just completely shredding my knuckles down to the bone through the door frame because i've done it so many times before it's very specific but if it's happened to you you understand why it's my hate of the week
1: yeah, no, I get that one. It's definitely happened quite a few times throughout my, you know, career uh, of carrying furniture and moving. Your moving career, yes. Uh, I'll get into mine here, and you know, I think a lot of people's this week would have been Juju uh, for the dancing on the logos, and now they got what three straight losses. Yeah, that's just it's a little too mainstream for me. So I'm gonna go off the beaten path here, but it is related to that. I'm going to go with the likes of, like, Joe Mixon and others tweeting after a game when they, you know, beat the Steelers. Yep. Do you guys, like, realize what your record is and how abysmal your effort has been this year? And you're out here trying to, like, clown people on social media and post absurd shit. The Steelers are going to the playoffs, and they're going to, you know, be what? The two or three seed in the AFC. Yep. Yep. So... You can talk all the crap you want, Joe Mixon, uh who was out I believe most of the year.
0: Yeah, seventy percent of the year he's been injured and so, we don't even know why. It's sort of a weird First
1: of situation. all, we can say, you know, the best ability is availability and you we weren't that. available. So yeah, we simply weren't available. I think I just see more and more of like the, you know, knee jerk reactions after the games and then you you sit back and you go, huh, yeah, that was like funny funny haha. Like right off the bat but mm-hmm. then you're like that team's you know two and 11 or whatever whatever yeah, they are putrid. so putrid, i i kind of did the same thing with brady's uh tweet today on tony dungy like saying he's the sixth hardest quarterback he's ever coached against which yep. you know tony dungy just being a moron type of deal and trying he's to always hurt. been like that though that's his he's always sort of had those you know past aggressive slights toward tom i feel like which fine but tom yeah. be better and, and don't have rabbit ears and go on social media and post the, you know the 2014 afc <laughs> finalist banner i get it's I funny know, yeah. but maybe you know focus on the job at hand because you looked like trash in the first half of that tampa bay game
0: yeah yeah and we'll, we'll get into it further and this may be an even better segue hold into on
1: Go ahead. I got a I got a little what do you call it? What? Honorable, Honorable mention. mention. I okay. do. Let's hear it. And This is I was angry last night, okay. mostly because, you know, one of my friends sent me a, a video to decrypt, to fact check it, do whatever, because it's an outrageous allegation that you know you can just read and then read the little script below and be like well if they were actually claiming this you'd probably have some more details on it but you know i'll i'll watch the video and see what i can find i go into the video and it has you know these wild allegations of like oh you know 100,000s of votes dropped off the map of the earth during the live telecast or something like that and they have this streaming clock at the top of the tape and then like a CNN video in the background of like the newscast actually going on. First off the bat that I saw the clock up top that is obviously edited in like by themselves. Hmm. It's slow. It's fast depending on how the video is going. I will say the first two, three minutes of the video, uh, was, tough to, you know, like fact-check or maybe point out the mistakes in it and how it's ridiculous. But here's the thing, when people like to mislead people, they probably don't care about the last three minutes and get pay less and less attention to the editing that they've done and they got sloppy because they then use a couple of examples of, you know, 200,000 votes dropped off the face of the earth and they point to this specific section of the newscast, and then right after, according to their time clock. The problem was, if you have a, a brain and in any intelligence, I think you go into it looking for, you know, what are the things that will disprove this time that's, mm-hmm. that's on top. Well, in the video, you notice at 925 and four seconds, they say, here's the amount of votes, 800,000 to 400,000. And then they're like, at 926, it went down to 600,000 and 140,000. How does that happen? And the guy's being absolutely ridiculous. And if you look at the two screens, it's obviously taking beforehand the, the lower vote count because it says gotcha. 11% reporting yeah, f- for that. And then in the next one where they showed it beforehand, it says 19% reporting. It's like, well, if you, if you have a brain and you're able to analytically look at this, you could be like, huh, that or totally, eyes, really. Yeah, just, eyes well, eyes. yes, but you have to be paying attention. You just can't yeah. buy into it when a, you know, what would be the worst historic election crime in the entire world, let alone in this country. Uh, you're like assuming or stating that this could have happened. Yeah. How about have some like actual shit to back it up? I would say. And is this is becoming a rant but i would say when we disprove these videos why isn't there any legal punishment or criminal punishment i would even say to the people who make it because they're willingly misinforming the american public and i'm talking millions of people had shared this video yeah so i don't understand and it's on it should be on the the newscasts and journalists but there's obviously you know, news organizations out there who will put anything out there without, you know, fact-checking. So I think it then comes down to you have to find out where that video was made and have legal punishments because as we've seen now on newscasts, uh, they're walking back a lot of their statements because they're in legal issues and it costs them money. And that's all that deters most of these people is the money aspect of it. Money, money, money. If they can profit off it, they're going to do it. But if they do it for that profit and then all of a sudden that profit can be totally wiped away by a lawsuit. Guess what? They're going to actually tell you what's happened. Yeah. So I know that was a long honorable mention rant, but I hate it. I hate It to be hate, it deserves to be pushed it.
0: out to the world.
1: Yes. Pay attention to those videos if they can be edited, try to disprove them. It's fun. It's like an investigation. It's a little game. Yes. Now, let's move on to the NFL. I'll let you start off what do we want yeah. to go with here? Uh, you want to just hit some headlines or you want to do a little rankings? What do you, what do you like?
0: Let's get into the headlines. I like when we do kind of the
1: quick, excuse hits. me, the short and sweet
0: headlines of any games that sort of popped out to you. Um, I mean, at first glance, I would say one of the ones that popped out to me was, I mean, the Bengal Steelers, the most recent game. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. I think more and more teams week over week are hopping on the same bills themed bandwagon where they say if they're going to come in prancing and dancing and singing on our logo we're going to come out we don't care what our record is and we're going to smack you in the mouth and that's what they did and not only did the Bengals come out and smack them in the mouth like physically defensively uh, the Steelers really didn't impress me at all offensively they didn't really you know, it, they just really weren't consistently looking like they could push the ball down the field. So the Steelers' three straight losses are in trouble with Cleveland breathing right down their neck at ten and four. Um, so that's something you're going to want to look at over the next over the next two weeks or so. I would it's say not, this one too. Shakes
1: out. This one too was a lot worse than the previous two losses because I could see scenarios where they lost those games. Uh, this one, I would say is shocking jarring and yeah, to see I mean, how to see how bad big ben was in that game proved to me like i don't think they can make a playoff run because he's got a to string together four good games like for that to happen and i just don't see exactly. it happening against good teams
0: yeah i completely agree so that's probably my first
1: game i'll I'll let you take the, your second headline here chief saints uh great game good that's watch good and the Chiefs just continue to prove to me that I don't think anybody has a chance to beat them <laughs> throughout this year. and Because the Saints had one of you know, the best D in the league for a while, and they've kind of gotten yeah. a little lax the, the past couple weeks. But the throw Mahomes made to, who was it, in the back of the end zone, he scrambled all the way to the left, threw across his body, floated it with major um. traffic, I'm trying to think towards the, I think it was towards the end of the first half too. That was just insane. And yeah. to me, I mean, I every week he has one of those throws. It's, it's remarkable. That one was even crazier than the ones I've seen. I feel like though, because that was just all around such mm-hmm. good defense. And there was, yep. you know, one place you could put it out of bounds, basically uh, where the guy could catch it. And the receiver had to make a great catch. I think it, it might've been Nicole Hardman, but, I'm not yeah. sure.
0: No, I think it was, actually.
1: Yeah, coming across the back of the end zone there. Yep. That, that play was insane. And to me, I just I can't see how you stop that offense unless they they did have Clyde Edward Hilaire uh, with an injury, uh, hopefully coming back. So we'll see. We'll see how the, the rushing game turns out after that.
0: I would agree. I think the only thing that can stop them is themselves any – Major hits to like the offensive line or obviously Mahomes would be massive. Even Kelsey, I think, makes a world of difference when he's fully healthy and making an impact. Um Outside of that, there, I mean, there wasn't any crazy marquee matchups to really break down. Obviously, yeah. you you mentioned it briefly before, but Bucks Falcons, I don't Ugh. know – like – Enough about the Buccaneers. We we've beat we've beat a dead horse every week about the Buccaneers and their inconsistencies. I want to talk about the Atlanta Falcons. I,
1: I want to talk about how just is this year alone. What did Arthur Blank do in his past life to deserve this fate?
0: He must. I. It's not even appropriate for me to say on the pod. I don't even. I mean, it has to be horrific what he's done, because I don't understand how this. It I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime in any sport this many just heartbreaking gut wrenching losses losses yeah. over and over and over on on some of the smallest stages on the absolute biggest stage in a three four year span it's it's remarkable to me I can't believe it
1: and I will say like they so when the Bucks came out second half they score immediately I'm like ah here we go. The Falcons yep. actually scored right after that and I was like, "Oh, maybe they're just going to keep pace and, you know, edge them out here towards the end." And then they never scored again, which was problematic. But it's just insane to watch the, like bad teams, you know they're bad teams, and you know the good teams yeah. are going to make a push type of deal. I you see it every week and you get that Weary feeling, especially if you're one of one of a sport the sports betters out there who has you know the underdog and this team's coming clawing back against you, yep. and you can just feel the the tide turning and you know here comes high tide and you're down in the wet sand like I said and you're just gonna drown.
0: <laughs> it's it's crazy. It again, I've never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable. They. I don't know a way that they can get out of this funk. I, firing the coach was number one, but it still seems like they have the, you know how some teams have the clutch gene and they just find a way to win. It's the complete opposite, consistently every single week for them. And I don't know what it. Is. I don't know what yeah. the solution is. It's it's sad to watch.
1: I think the solution would be to get like a really good defense, which they've never had. I, you know, you have to put a little bit of it on Matt Ryan, and you got to say. You know, Matt, you got to go out there and make a couple plays to just hang on there with that big of a lead. But in all these games that they've lost, these heartbreakers, he's putting up like mid-30s. And it's just like you can't really ask much more. The defense could step up here. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And speaking of consistently bad defenses, I texted you. I don't know if you were watching, but I know I just texted you this guy's name when I saw the score. The Bears posted 33 points on the Vikings this weekend. Yeah. Yet yet another putrid offense and posting a a pretty impressive number against what what we say every week is probably the most overrated team in the league. I the fact that they're six and eight right now is just a complete disappointment in the
1: Minnesota Vikings.
0: And he might
1: he might leapfrog up to the top of our, you know, fire Zimmer on the top of the head coaches rankings.
0: 146 yards for david montgomery A 146 yards 33 points total i don't know he has to go he I, he shouldn't last the season
1: against a defensive genius as jason laddoff would call mike Zimmer.
0: 33 points against chicago is I, I in what realm of reality are you calling anybody on that staff a defensive genius you cannot you cannot
1: nope. i agree I agree. I I got a question for you here, and I kind of thought of this after watching the game last night or during it. Who do you like better suited for the playoffs, I guess you could say, or maybe who you just think wins in a playoff matchup if it happens, the Steelers and Baltimore, because I think they're the same team.
0: That is a great question because I... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of left speechless because you you kind of hit the nail on the head. Both of those teams could win or lose any game against any team on any given Sunday. You really don't know what you're going to get with them. Yep. I think, hear me out, I think if Baltimore can stay healthy, I think I give Baltimore the edge just because of their defense. I think their their defense has been... I, I like their secondary number one. I think they can at least neutralize uh, Juju, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Ebron, that whole gang. Yep.
1: Um,
0: and I'm not sure there's much to love in terms of a Pittsburgh running game at all. Um, and it just looks like, you know, they're almost in different trajectories a little bit. I know people were all over the Ravens early in the year, um, but, it's almost, again, like it's backwards. The Steelers have are nose-diving almost out of first place in their division, and the Ravens just – I mean, I know it's the Jaguars, but and I say it every week. You should beat the absolute pulp out of the bad teams if you're a good team, and the Ravens put a 40-burger on the Jags. So the Ravens look a lot better. Um, I still am not sold on Lamar Jackson, but I like their run game. I like their defense. I think – I give the edge to the Ravens in that situation. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I agree that I think the Ravens defense is better than the Steelers. I think they're pretty even. I just think it comes down to who plays better at quarterback that day and I couldn't I couldn't even guess what the you answer really to couldn't. that would be. Because... I think
0: what sorry to cut you off, I think what would help me answer that question is just the fact that Big Ben is, I mean, at his age, he's he's one-dimensional. He's going to just sit back there and sling it and try to pick apart his own and hit his receivers, and and that's what he's going to do. Every once in a while, he'll, he'll avoid the sack or step him in the pocket, but I think there's more versatility with Lamar Jackson. He's not going to hit all the throws that you want him to hit, but I don't know. I think that's another reason I would give the Ravens the edge. But, again, it's a 50, it's a coin flip in reality
1: i like that i I think i agree with that i I also think if lamar you know is able to play well throwing the ball i think they've baltimore becomes a heavy favorite to make a deep run in it i I just think it comes down to can he do that against a good defense in a playoff game
0: i got one for you how about the rams who we have been i i think very high high. yeah for about a month now for them to lay an egg against the jets i know it, it's sort of a weird situation for the Jets because everyone outside of the players on the field, are probably rooting for them to lose minus the coaches and players who are playing for their jobs, their salaries, their families, you know, job security, etc. I, I I would hope that none of the coaches or players are wanting to lose for those obvious reasons. Um, so I almost expect a team like the Jets to come out with their hair on fire these last few weeks and try to sneak a W in there, which they did against the Rams, but, Again, if you're the Rams, I don't really think there's an excuse. It's similar to the Steelers and Cincy game or, you know, like I said before with Baltimore and the Jags, this late in the year, there's no reason to lay an egg like that when you're trying to, you know, get your team tuned up for a a, relatively deep playoff run, you would hope. So that was disappointing to see for me.
1: Yeah, I would say, I don't know. I just think you have those games during the year. Uh, they were on the road, I believe against the jets or
0: believe so
1: i just think there's one one or two games a year that like you either sneak out against a horrible team or you lose somehow yeah so i don't i think it's a red flag going into the postseason because yeah those like you're saying the last three games four games you probably want to build a little momentum and just have some solid solid ones in you but i i still think they're you know what third best team in the nfc probably yeah yeah. I, th- them in Tampa I would go back and forth on of you know who's better and you got New Orleans and Green Bay just above them yeah Green Green Bay also has showed flashes of you know absolutely pitiful defense so I think there's a lot of questions going into the postseason for a lot of teams put it that way
0: I do and, and I and I can close out my end of the segment with one thing I know we we got some slander last week, Kurt. We got a little bit of backlash in the, in the pod group on how we were describing uh, Jalen Hurts. 338 and three touchdowns. Not so shabby in his second overall start. I know it's two starts, but for a guy like that coming in, I, I don't know what else you can possibly ask for him. I know they lost the game. He did everything in his power. 338. And three touchdowns. I don't know what else more you can ask for. And oh, sorry, rushed for sixty-three yards in another touchdown. Sorry, I didn't mention that as well. Um, so for all those people out there ripping us apart for comparing him to Russell Wilson, Big Ben, we're just doing it for the fun of it. We're just comparing him. We're not saying that's his ceiling. We're not saying anything like that. But I don't know how you can argue that in these last two weeks he isn't playing starting quarterback football, and he will be the starter for the Eagles in the, for the for the future. At this point, I don't see a way that you go back.
1: I think when I was discussing him last week with you, I was talking more towards the characteristics of each of those quarterbacks, not as a total product. Like, yeah, he's if he ever turned into a Russell Wilson, that is huge for whatever team he becomes a part of, if he stays on the Mm -hmm. Eagles or not. But I don't know. I Yeah, great second week. We'll see how he does coming down the stretch here they got a shot to get into the playoffs if they keep winning with that horrible horrible division so we'll see your guy doug peterson he's so trash
0: he's the worst him right him writing a book after winning one super bowl thinking that he's invincible and he's all high and mighty is the most repulsive thing i've ever witnessed
1: you know he's gonna sne- what if he sneaks in the playoffs this year and wins another one he might write another book on I, your, on your head egg on your head <laughs>
0: I would be more happy for Jalen Hurts than anybody else because I've been rooting for him since his Bama days. So, uh, Although I don't think it's going to happen. It seems like it's going to be Giants or Skins. Or Sorry, we're going to have to block that part out, not, not, not the S-word or the R-word, the WFT Washington football team.
1: Yep, yep. All right, well, you got anything else in the sports realm of things?
0: That's it. I mean, the last thing I want to just – I want to thank Cam Newton for his time and his effort this year and his Ugh. attitude. I think he's, uh, I think he's tried his best to shape himself into a patriot, into the patriot way. He's had a damn good attitude, Kurt. You can't deny that. But he's physically, I think, incapable of being a starting quarterback at this point, and it's really sad. Maybe he, you know, gets another another shot next year. But I would like to see Stidham over the next two weeks um with some preparation in a full slate of of weapons in time under his belt um down the shot here to see if he has anything because i think we're you know start shutting people down start seeing what you got in the young guys and and close up shop for next year um but again thank you cam for everything but you're not the guy that's all i got
1: so i don't know if you'll see has it word been passed if sitem is starting this week I don't think it has. It
0: has not. I. That's just my hope, given the situation that they're in, and how I think Cam that's a played. lot of
1: people's hope. But I just don't think it's gonna happen. I think they're gonna. I don't know why, but I have the feeling they're gonna ride Cam out here for no reason, and I think it's gonna give everybody a queasy feeling that he could possibly stick around for next year. Which the Stidham thing give him a shot, like. He's kind of had his shots through and he's been, he's been atrocious as well. So he hasn't I don't been even.
0: And, you know, part of it too is like how bad. <laughs> I have the utmost respect for that coaching staff for what they've given us over the last 20 years. And I trust them completely with most every decision. With that said, how bad, Kurt, must Stidham be to not even get a single look this year after the way not played? He must be horrific. Given the way that Cam has performed down the stretch, I can't. It's unimaginable how bad Stidham must be if they're not even giving him a shot. I I just don't. And that's why I think I just want to see for real if Belichick and Medina's are right, if he's really that bad. Because I I just don't know.
1: And if that's the case, Drew, isn't it absolutely insane they didn't push to keep Tom?
0: It's even more insane. it's I don't really know how to put it into words but if Stidham goes out there and throws like you know
1: three four picks
0: yeah and it it just gets to a point where they have to pull him or he's like nine for 27 for 99 yards and four picks like and he just is just I don't know I hope that isn't the case I don't know I, I think I'm just hoping he's sort of like a Garoppolo game manager hit the high percentage throws hand the ball off type of guy and can grow into the system but the way this year has went i feel like i don't know anything so also, we'll see what happens over the next two weeks
1: to to that extent let's pose the question to you if brady was still here this year how many games do they win uh do they win the afc east you know what are we, what are we looking at
0: <sighs> uh top of mind they're not they don't win the afc east i think their defense Brady isn't going to stop the dolphins for rushing for 200 yards. Like it just, you know what I mean? So part of it is the defense is, I will say the defense
1: inconsistent, but like overall this year, they've been very good.
0: Given the number of folks that they lost through either free agency or opt outs, they've been better than expected. Um, I I guess I'll just cut to the chase. I think they're, they wouldn't have won the division. I think the bills are for real. We talked about it last week. I think they're going to, be a contender they look legit they look like a tough football team to play against I think we would be in a situation you know kind of similar to where the Dolphins Ravens and Raiders are sort of battling for a wild card spot similar to last year almost where we have to play one of those middle tier teams in a wild card game Um, and I say that because I still think there's jack shit nothing around Brady and the defense again they've been good but they've been inconsistent Um, And I think you win a handful of those 50-50 games that you ended up losing, Seattle, Kansas City, San Fran, Denver. And I think that puts you in a spot where you're close to the Miami, Baltimore, uh, Las Vegas group kind of clawing down the stretch for one of those last couple spots.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think they're a little closer to winning the division. I'm looking at their points against now. Uh, average of 21.5, which is the seventh best in the NFL for defensive point like points per yeah. game for the opponent, uh, yeah. which I kind of figured, and I, I think it's very similar to 2019 in the way that I think Brady would have had a very similar year of just frustrating offense, but like you said, finding the way to win, especially against the bad teams, and then winning a couple of those games against some good teams. Cam yeah. has... <laughs> This is wild to me. Five touchdown passes, through
0: But so here's the thing. There, I want you to look at the the number of rushing touchdowns too. I think it's sort of.
1: I it's don't. It's not going to win you NFL games, though. That's hey, the problem. I'm it's not a passing arguing, league.
0: Hey, I'm not arguing there. I I completely agree. I think that's part of my frustration with Cam is the the offense. Make whether it's McDaniel's, whoever's calling the shots back there, is petrified to push the ball down the field and throw the ball. It's – and that's the most frustrating part. So it, it's sort of like you said. I, I think they're scared of putting a cam in a position where he's going to make a mistake and he looks physically incapable of pushing the ball down the field. And with that said, I think that's why you're seeing him. The Pats rush the ball friggin' 45 times a game, third and seven, and they're doing a freaking draw for three yards with J.J. Taylor. Like they just – they don't have a prayer when they have a quarterback who can't even attempt to push the ball down the field. I think that's why – I'm hoping for a guy like Stafford next year, or I'm trying to think of who my other option was. Um, I know Wentz's contract is fat. Someone like that. Someone like Matt Ryan, someone who can just drop, drop back and just let it rip down the field. Because it looks like Cam can't even throw the ball 20 yards. It's bad.
1: Yeah. That's why so, I think I'd like to see a little Sam Darnold action possibly. But that's let's... another
0: great one. Like I, You know what? If he throws 30 picks, if it's a Jameis winston Tiber, I'm not even going to care. But I want to see somebody come in and feed those those young tight ends, feed Nikhil Harry, feed Jacoby, get, get James White back involved and challenge these defenses and force feed the ball down the field. Don't just dink and dunk it's like pulling teeth watching cam operate that offense i, I
1: have to warn you against that though because we did see like 2019 they had a lot of the same weapons through and those guys flat out weren't getting open they were horrible yeah like, I, I think it's it's also a, t- a talent issue like that they have right now of they just yeah. don't have the don't have personnel it. to do what they won't need to do
0: yeah i have one more question for you we can close it out and this is Oh, I got a, may... I got
1: a good one for you too.
0: Okay, we we'll keep it going then. I mean, we got all night. Um, so mine to you is, I as you know, I'm a relatively positive guy. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, especially for the hometown team. If you put Nikhil Harry on either, if you basically swap him with either AJ Brown or DK Metcalf, do you see fifty percent or greater? production out of him in comparison to what those two guys have done in those in their respective situations is it the situation that he's in with tom favoring you know Jules and jimmy white or is it and then this year obviously cam just simply not being able to throw the ball down the field or is it more Nikhil? they just he's a bust he can't get healthy he can't get open he doesn't have that type of dna in him to be like a
1: dk aj brown type of guy that's tough Oh, man. I, If you asked me the year prior with Brady, I would have said, you know, Nikhil showed a little fight there at the end in that KC game that he they got that horrible call yep. uh, that he stepped out of bounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then this year, watching this year was miserable. I it was would, hard to watch. It's both. I, I it's definitely know. a combination of both. I will say that like, yeah, he can't push the ball down the field, but also I don't think those guys are getting open enough. Like, yeah, yeah they might be getting open a couple, couple times on, you know, various post plays and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Like crossing routes. Or, like
0: rub routes or something phantom where, yeah, occasionally
1: one, in, you know, one and four, one and five, but they're not getting open like other teams. I mean, look at the high, the gold standard, the chiefs, like they're, you know, getting open, four out Tyree of five Hill has times. nobody within
0: 35 yards of him every play yeah it, now one more and thing. and then it's before, not like
1: they're getting doubled drew either like they no? can they're getting manned up against which is why the offense is also struggling too yeah. because that takes away the run game exactly
0: it, do you think now this is a me sort of just shitting on the offense but it off the top of your head is there a worse is there a wide receiver corpse that you would not take over the current one on the Patriots? Like, are they the the bottom of the barrel, number 32? Because
1: it (laughs) seems to me
0: like they are. Demir Bird, Jacoby Myers, and Nikhil Harry is an underperforming Nikhil Harry, a free agent in Demir Bird who is supposed to stretch the field but maybe did three times this year, and an undrafted slot receiver who had a surprise of a year but still, like... Jacoby Myers is a fourth or fifth guy on a on a contender let's be honest
1: yeah I would say they're way down the bottom of the list I don't know enough of like I haven't watched yeah. enough of the bat really bad teams to like <laughs> I guess even the Jets. compare I guess maybe that I wouldn't to take the Jets to even uh, compare that to but yeah they're bad question last one to wrap up the the little sports segment here yeah And this is getting into a little, like, Falgar and Maz hate radio type of shit. Okay, I like it, though. It's
0: getting me going.
1: Yeah. Uh, What do you think, you know, in the the minds of maybe within the NFL or just these two guys or even the fans out there? Belichick versus Brady this year was kind of pitched. One of them's going to most likely make the playoffs. The other isn't. You know, does that say anything about what went on here and what went on for the past 20 years? You see what I'm getting at? Was it was it a Tom was the solution type of deal? Because it was always described as Tom was just a system guy and Belichick could do it with anybody. Look, he did it with Matt Castle, uh, even though they didn't make the playoffs that year. What do you got?
0: I am going to take the middle road, which is not what you want me to do, but I'm going to do it. I think... I truly, in my heart, think it's a 50-50 partnership. I, again, truly believe... Obviously, I believe that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever, and I am absolutely over the moon blessed to have been able to watch him and root for him the last 20-some-odd years. With that said, I think just even just watching some of those like Super Bowl recap or Mike up or like the Ernie Adams stuff, like the Patriots always just seem to be more prepared than any other team in big games, in big moments. And it feels like they always just find a way. And I I have to give you know over the I mean Belichick obviously the one the one guy who's been there the whole time, but McDaniels Flores, all of them, every guy from top to bottom. I just, I think it's a 50, 50 split care. I know that's not what you want to hear, but I think that it goes both ways obviously on paper surface level this year, it looks like Brady. It's like 70, 30 Brady. When you look at just the success rate that they've had and how he sort of just came in to an entirely new organization new weapons, new playbook with no minicamp and has just sort of settled in and is just finding a way through it. But I still have to give as much credit as I can to the coaching staff and some of those defenses and guys like, you know, Gronk who is just a once in a generational talent. I think it's, I think it was sort of a perfect storm to be honest. And I don't think you're ever going to see anything like it again.
1: Yeah, it's definitely multiple facets. Uh, I will point out, you know. But if over... I have
0: to pick one, are you saying I have to pick one? Like,
1: no, no, it wasn't a. Okay. It was just a throwing it out there. I know that'll be, you know, be thrown out there in the interwebs coming up.
0: It will. Well, who but... are you going with? I want to hear yours.
1: No, I think I'm with you. Of it's uh the perfect storm, the culmination of a lot of different things that happened, and I would throw in there, you know, Brady taking those pay cuts for all those years, allowing them to make the defense a little better or something yep. small, be- but the defenses weren't always good. I mean, look at the freaking Atlanta year that he had to score a billion oh in God. the second half because that defense was so putrid. Uh Look at the Eagles one that we lost that defense. What, atrocious. Yet? Yeah. And, and you lose the game. Oh, uh, so, and you have to look at all the multiple, you know, comebacks down the stretch in the fourth quarter that they've had. And you, i think what people get lost with is they're like oh well you know any quarterback or anybody could do it with you know belichick and i'm like that's just crazy to think because of all those very specific scenarios where you have a minute 30 two minutes and you only got one shot at and you look at those drives like i look at the one in against seattle and then the one against atlanta late when in they the game were within the ten when it's in third and 10. Yeah. Yes. When it's absolutely perfect. Like the ball can't be anywhere, but here to Danny, Danny Amendola on that route, And it's yep. just perfectly timed. That's a practice thing, obviously, but it's also like Brady's one of the few that can execute that in that late game situation where, you know, if you don't get this, it's over. It's over.
0: I think him just being, and we've heard, obviously we've heard this every
1: Sunday so I think he gets line. a little undersold. Uh, is what I think I'm getting at. Of like he took all those pay cuts. He, like yeah, he had Randy and he had Gronk at points, but he also yep. had some pretty you know me yeah. <laughs> meager wide receiving core or like offensive weapons. I mean he
0: he made compared Taylor to, to
1: into a potential Hall of Famer who, exactly was a quarterback at Kent State compared compared to you know like Mahomes who has right now. Kelsey, McCole Hardman, uh, Tyree, Tyree Hill, and Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins. Like, mean, that we... offense. And then Le'Veon you got CEH in the, in the backfield. Like, yeah. come on. That's insane to, like, even compare. Even when the Pats had Randy, like, that's not even a Some comparable offense. Yeah. So, yes, it's a culmination of things. I think I lean towards the Brady side as a fanboy.
0: Which is totally fair, because when you were describing that, I was thinking of the... I think they were down. They need a touchdown to tie in the two-point conversion. It was third and 10 from their own 10 with like a minute to go in that Falcons game after scratching and clawing back. And you get the Danny Amendola out route for 12 yards where it hits him right at the top of the 8-0. Couldn't have been a more perfectly timed throw. Just the way that he pushed guys like Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola, Malcolm Mitchell – you know what I mean? Like I know he got some criticism, but to, the way he elevated guys around him too was was massive. Yeah. Um, obviously.
1: I, th- I think the but. defense arguments too, or, or or him being a game manager applies early on in his career for the first three Super Bowls. Re- yeah. Really against the the last three, and people point to like the the Rams year when they won and how they played great defense uh, in that Super Bowl particularly. But you also have Brady that year coming back against the Jaguars the game prior.
0: With also a slice in his hand where it was just gushing blood and you could see the bone. But we don't have to get into that. We uh, we don't. We don't. We don't have to get into that. That's neither here nor there.
1: So that was a good wrap up right there of the segment. That was. Uh, let's let's move on here. I got one just oddball of the of the week here. Have you ever seen the like surveyor construction people with the tripods on the highway or like on roads?
0: Yes. I always automatically assume they're the people taking the pictures for Google maps. For
1: I, don't know, well,
0: I, I don't under- know. I don't know. I think
1: that I don't know what they do.
0: <laughs> That's what I think. That's what I just, my mind goes to that. Like they're the people who take the pictures of the Google maps when you do the
1: street view. Well, don't I imagine they're, I they're like, you know, engineers, civil engineers doing like, road work type of stuff for like... But like, map. what are they
0: looking at? Like, what are they actually doing? No idea. That's, no
1: clue. that's the thing I don't think I understand at all. Are they looking at, like, the slope of the roadway? What are we looking at? Because they're looking through these things and there's two guys on opposite ends of the highway and they're like 75 yards apart yeah. and they're yeah. writing stuff down. No I freaking would, clue. Somebody, you know, let us know if you have any idea would or know, know somebody. Probably. Wyatt's think. probably out there doing it.
0: Probably doing it right now, out in the bean.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I got my for my oddball type of deal. You have anything that you've seen recently that that struck you wrong? Um, that struck me wrong. Struck you? You know? Yeah. Struck a
0: chord. Um. No, I think just in terms of random thoughts in my head, I want to give credit to barstool for raising two million dollars in 24 hours for small businesses um that's incredible and it's not just their own employees it's athletes um new england area you're getting guys on the bruins you're getting celebrities it, obviously they're not going to keep up that pace but pretty remarkable job for them to just start raising that much money to help these businesses who during a very uh weird time of year certainly need it so not, not as much a weird thing but just giving credit where credit is due.
1: Nice. All right well let's hop into Drew's dad joke if you got it all queued up.
0: I do. This is a winter themed you know holiday themed dad joke and I'll kind of get right into it and I'll let you answer this time. I know there's been a couple times where you have some gripes where you think you might have had it but we'll we'll really see if you have it. okay what do snowmen call their offspring? Ooh, not uh, I got nothing. I'll give you another minute. Come on. You the, you have that offspring. Would you like a hint? Yeah. Temperature. Think temperature. Wintery. It's cold. It is. It is cold. It's not the word I'm looking for, but it is. Snowy. Think of a synonym. Similar. Ice. No, you were closer with cold, with temperature. And <laughs> would you like me to?
1: Yeah, just give it to give it to me.
0: Children.
1: Oh,
0: no. <laughs> it's just it's a freaking layup, isn't it? Oh, children.
1: Oh, was so easy. I Not tried even. to get
0: the chill, the cold. You know, kind of offspring, children. Yeah,
1: that was bad. I, I, you know, what's horrible is the whole time when you said like their offspring, I was like Snow Child. <laughs>
0: snow child just just
1: constantly in his head so if i if i was saying snow children instead i might have caught on you might have hooked the back end yeah it was that difference in the l that i was pronouncing you just might have yeah uh i know you want to talk some frauds here so i'll let you get that one off your chest i mean we've already covered it it's the pittsburgh steelers it's uh you know, I think they're they're
0: finding out what it's like to be a big dog. You win what, 9 games in a row and you're going to have a target on your back down the stretch and it's not going to be easy, especially in the dog days of the year when things get when it gets cold, when things get tight, standings get tight. So, they're my fraud of the week. Their defense doesn't look as as hungry as fast, as aggressive, as scary as they were once I was told to be. Uh, their offense I don't know what the hell Juju Smith even is. It, I thought he was a number one receiver. I thought he was a top five, you know, top ten fantasy receiver. Who the hell knows? Deontay Johnson, Claypool. I mean, they have weapons, but, again, it's going to come down to Big Ben's inconsistencies and age, for that matter, um, and how he always fakes injuries and always walking out with a boot on <laughs> to dramatize things. So Pittsburgh Steelers are my fraud of the week. They'll continue to be my fraud of the week until they get a marquee win or get into the playoffs and actually win a competitive game. So
1: I don't have any frauds this week. I think no. I would have oh, went you no. Wait. I mean, Tampa was gonna be up there for me if they lose that game because that was such an important game for their you know their playoff yeah. seeding and playoff hopes. Yep. Uh, but they ended up coming back and winning and against Atlanta, so. They got off the list a little bit there for me, so I don't really have anybody. obvious Pittsburgh's the obvious one. Everybody's been saying it. Everybody knows yeah. it, as they'd say. Everybody knows it. Uh, but I got I got nothing more to add there. So, okay. with that, we'll wrap it up here with a little quote of the week from yours truly. Let's hear it. This one comes from The Dark Knight. The Christian Bale Dark Knight, that is. Badass. So let's see if you can guess, you know, who who says it. It'll be a pretty easy one here. Madness, as you know, is a lot like gravity. All it takes is a little push.
0: That's the Joker.
1: Yeah, you got it.
0: (laughs) The way you said push, I just picture the crazy hair in the in the face just the psychotic look
1: yeah the he the picture attached to that is him hanging out the cop car with uh, oh that's with a his fantastic. hair flowing in the wind oh my god that's a fantastic image that's one of the best gifs out there too if you send it in the in the right manner
0: the best one is when the the stocks are either spiking or dropping and you send the and here we, we go. go that one that one's amazing too marquee jeff or gif
1: yeah and folks be on the lookout next year for the the first ever march madness gif challenge uh we're we're gonna try to ramp it up here and get some quality quality gifs and contention with a couple playing games either uh even with fans maybe submitting a couple of their favorites we gotta figure out the fundamentals on that one somehow. I don't know how it's gonna work. Can we put it on Instagram? Instagram would be ideal, and people can just click through and tap it and would vote be. for each one. Twitter's we're not gonna work. I don't think you can't do multiple gifs. We're
0: gonna have to fig- it,
1: it we figure. We might have it to have a way. website, Drew.
0: You, we're gonna have to figure out a way to make it scalable because of just the mere number of gifs that we've selected. How can we scale it to a point where it's like efficient in the way that we're voting? So logistics are still yet to be had, but we're we're sort of in the discovery stage. We're putting things together. As
1: Kurt said, stay on the lookout. It'll be a fun. It'll be a fun one. Yep. And with that, we wish you the happiest of holidays and a happy new year as we head out here with our guy Pat from last year playing us out. What's for lunch? T double B L C. Stay in your seat. What's from lunch
0: today? uh, Sazits. Brown bag, brown bag. D.
1: Brown Bag Lunch
0: Group.